Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and the SpongeBob to his Patrick Jake gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Thursday, February 10th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. A picks are the ones I love, B picks are the ones I like, and C picks are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, the model, you know, gangbusters Monday, Tuesday, a little bit less so last night, gave back some of that profit. I, I thought it was interesting. It, it doesn't always happen this way, but this week, each night has been kind of a microcosm of the way the model has gone, right? Yeah. Great Monday, great Tuesday. And then yesterday, two and three for me in the game breakdowns uh, with two one-bucket losses. And that, and that was kind of how the night went, right? We had some good luck earlier in the week, which boosted the profits. You gotta, you gotta love that. And then kind of some bad luck last week. That that kind of happens. It's gonna balance out. Um, uh, Tech's offense, though, was to me the biggest shock of the night. Just no showed. You know, and they, they like to play low scoring. They're known for their defense, but their defense didn't play great. Their offense didn't show up. Like that was just shocking to me. Yeah, yeah. There's that's the trouble with this team. They they're sloppy. They had 19 turnovers, and that's not like an aberration. That that's kind of within range now they normally play it's just they normally get some turnovers going and get get the other team to play sloppy well oklahoma kept their head and even though tanner groves who he said would be have to carry him scored two points and played 12 minutes like uh and i mean gibson went nuts had eight threes scored 30 points goldwire had a decent game uh the the younger groves played decent too like so it was just very impressive what oklahoma did to this texas tech team and, and if you if you, like if you told hat. me all all those things happen for OU's offense, I would have said, oh, that over's <laughs> golden. The over falls like two points short or something. But yeah, with all those guys scoring like that, I would have said, oh, for sure that over happens. And like you said, Groves just they 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 actually pl- everybody else plays well when he's not you know around. I mean, yeah. tip hats off to OU for that for that performance. Right? Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's a big that's big for him. That was huge. Like, that huge might win. keep him in the turning. Absolutely, absolutely. That's going to be huge come uh, come selection Sunday for sure. And then, I mean, Houston last night, man, I watched the first half. I was like, okay, pro- this one's probably in the bag. Started watching Ohio State Rutgers. And all of a sudden, checked the score, and SMU was – so I started looking into what happened. I mean, the short bench finally caught up to them, those injuries. I mean, they, they've got that short bench, and then they got some foul trouble that would totally change the game. They couldn't play the pressure defense they like to play. They had to sit back in the zone, and that just took them out of all offensive rhythm. I think they went on to, like, seven or eight minute stretch without making a field goal. And that's when SMU made the run. And man, it sucks for Houston, but I hope that's not what's going to happen to this team going forward. I hope they can kind of stay out of foul trouble, but that's something to watch out for when you're watching, looking for betting is, Hey, if any bit of foul trouble happens, this team goes way into a shell and can't handle it. Yeah, and, and it, it hasn't affected them so far this season, and it hasn't really affected them covering. The only times they haven't covered in this stretch of, you know, with this new-look Houston team, you know, was when they were favored by 19, and they'd kind of, like, toy around with a team, and, you know, they didn't seem to care. And, and you, you, you kind of know what you're getting in those situations. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it hasn't affected them until last night. So it kind of does show you that they are 
they do still have that weakness, and it's it's not like we can just count on them to win. Um, that matters, of course, if you're looking forward to March because that's probably a one-bid league right now. So if they don't win that tournament, that's going to uh, affect the bubble. So uh, just something to take note of there with Houston. It hasn't affected them against the weaker teams, but it gets a good team. That The combo of a good team on the road, foul trouble, short bench. Like I always talk about right on the show, you like multiple ways to win, and you want to have a play that you look at and you say – it's really only one way this loses. That happened with Houston last night, right? We kind of said there's yeah. only one way it loses, and, and all those things happened, and that happened, and that's fine. Those are in the long run. If, if we're making plays like that, we'll be successful. So, interesting game there. Uh, before we get to today's slate, reminder: please like and subscribe, follow. Right? We appreciate all of those things. They help us out greatly. Also, just a quick note: we we are interested in providing you the best content possible. We want to be entertaining, informative, interesting. You and know, most important. <laughs> sure but most importantly we want to we want to of course provide winners so we're, we're playing around with the formatting at the extra picks at the end drop a comment let us know what you like or what you don't know what you don't like we want to give the people what they want so uh, we got a, a couple of tweaks that we're changing around with that for today again just let us know what what you like what you don't we just want to provide you with the best content possible uh we got four games we're going to break down before we get to that segment we're going to start off with 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central moorhead state at belmont two really good teams here belmont you know being at home a, a 10 point favorite the model says the total should be 143 so i locked in under 144 and a half it's under 144 uh right now as long as we can avoid one of those weird late game endings we saw this last night with xavier i don't know if any of y'all saw the xavier game last night there were 12 points i believe in the final 25 seconds barely tips that over as long as we can avoid that i like the under a lot in this spot so as long as it's not just that perfect combination of fouls if if, if it's a tight game which it could be more headsets a very good team if it's a tight game i think the possessions will slow down in that second half i think this number is too high if belmont blows them out possible belmont could easily be up by 15 with five minutes to go the game slows down so a lot of ways that this game goes under so i think that's your smart play as with with regards to the spread jake is belmont going to be able to cover the 10 i've i've got them covering the 10 this is a very important game for both these teams uh they've moorhead won the first matchup in and in kentucky so come here to belmont to nashville tennessee belmont needs it because you don't want to see Murray State before the championship, right? Because this is probably a one-bid league. And you, if you want anything can happen in one game, you want that to be in the championship where you dethrone Murray State. So both teams are very motivated because they're second and third right now. And Belmont is five and three and one against the spread at home. They are an incredible offense. They rank eighth, which is just behind Duke when it comes to offensive efficiency. Um, they're fifth in field, effective field goal percentage, and they don't turn the ball over. So at home, I expect all those things to be at their top end with all the little, all the smaller players playing a lot better. But they've got two guys, and Nuzinski uh, and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name that are averaging. Oh, no, I got it. Ben Shepard that are averaging like well above 15 points and just carrying the, the load offensively. Um, just very, very good. And this Moorhead State team is one and six when they've been a dog on the road, and like because it's very they're very dependent on Broom, who is an incredible player. They just don't have the guards around him to help out. He, I mean, because he's I think fifth in the nation in double doubles, averaging sixteen and ten. 
they just don't have enough around him. And I think the terrible free throw shooting they have hitting around 68% is kind of the difference in why he gets it from like that seven range to a 10 range. They miss a couple free throws. Belmont gets a bucket at, at the end of the bu- bucket or two towards the end of the game. And that pushes it up to the 10, 12 kind of range. All right. And then at that same time slot, another game that I think will be really interesting. So two, two games, it's kind of flip back and forth between real big conference implications. Grand Canyon at Utah Valley still at that 7 p.m. Central time slot. This one's around a pick'em. Utah Valley, a slight favorite here right now. It's at one. This one is fascinating to me. The model makes this total 129 and a half, so around 130. I took over yesterday on a B pick of 128. So if you follow along on Twitter, if you follow in the Google Sheet, and you locked in that over, you're at an interesting position with a total up to 132 and a half this morning. I think that this is a great example of why I provide all of the numbers, because depending on what the movement is, you can kind of play this either way. I stand by that number of 130. I said, uh, if, if you're looking, if, if you had 128, I like the over. I think that that's just not enough points. But at 132 and a half, if you're looking at it this morning, later in the day, if the number's still that high, I think now you look under. So that doesn't necessarily mean I think you play both, right? That's diff- depending on your philosophy. Some people can get great value like that, and you just want to let the value ride. Some people will try for that middle. That's up to you. Just a note of that's, again, why I provide the exact number in the Google Sheet for all the games and uh, you know, sides and totals, because with the way this numbers moved yesterday, I was saying over now at 132 and a half, I think that's too many points. So of course it depends on what number you get. I think 130 is about the right spot for this game. Jake, with regards to who wins, who you got for this one? Oh man, I'm leaning Grand Canyon. They, they are, I'm not very comfortable in this pick, but they, they're a very, very good defensive team. Um, they, and they only allow like tw- opponents that shoot 25.1, from three, which is best in the nation. They're 15th overall in defensive efficiency. And they've got <clears throat> Blackshear Jr., who is just an incredible player. Um, the average is 17. He leads leads in points, steals, and assists. So he's the key to this team. If he's off then tonight, then it's a U- Utah Valley's game because they're very similar metric-wise, like offensively. But they're just a little – like both teams are dependent on that one guy. Like Blackshear Jr. <clears throat> is – like Grand Canyon is very dependent on him, and Utah Valley is very dependent on uh, Fadraz Amik. Um, not really sure how to pronounce his name. Great player, but he's a he's a big guy. So when it, when it comes to these small teams, I lean towards the guards because guards are more important because you got to be able to get the ball up the floor, especially in these defensive games with teams that force like turnovers like both these guys do. You don't want to give extra possessions, and it's hard it's hard to get your center to bring the ball up the floor also. So that's kind of Eileen Grand Canyon because of that. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Two interesting games there. Take note, if you are looking back, if you dive into this game and you look back historically here uh, for how these teams have performed this season, I think it is of note. The WAC road trips can be pretty brutal. They're really spread out across the country. Um, you've got, you know, Seattle, teams in Seattle. You've got teams down in Arizona. You've got teams out in Texas. So some of these road trips can be the, the the home court advantage can go up a little bit there just because of the road travel. This one, a little bit less so. Grand Canyon, Utah Valley is going to be a much shorter of a trip than some of these other teams have to make. So just something to keep your eye on if you are looking back how these teams have done home and road-wise. The WAC road trips are 
just brutal. You got that part of the country, right? It's just so spread out. Um, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, Arizona is a six-point road favorite at Washington State. I've got an over pick for you here. I locked in over 143. It's 143 and a half right now. The model thinks 145. This one's an interesting one. Arizona has been an over team this year. They have a great defense, but their offense, of course, is fantastic. Washington State's been a bit of an under team, so a little bit of a clash of the way they want to play this game. I'm kind of just trusting the process here. I think that Arizona being the better team is going to be more able to control the game and do what they want to do. They want to play at a little bit of a faster tempo than Washington State. So I like the over here. Jake, can Arizona cover the six tonight on the road? Yeah, I believe they do. Um, this, but don't sleep on this Washington State team. They are a top 60 offense. They hit their free throws, and they're very underrated defensively, and they force a bunch of turnovers um, And because they rank 18th in defensive efficiency. So don't sleep on them. Don't count this game against them. I think Arizona gets it done. They're just the overall more talented team, as we've talked about, like Ben Mathurin and all those big seven-footers they rotate in. They're, they're just very, very good, and I, I really – what, like this Washington State team, so I think they're going to make some noise later in the year. But I think Arizona gets them tonight just because they are just more talented. Like just at every every position, and like even I think I even think Arizona's coach is better. But even a talent on the sidelines, I, I think it's like I think it ends up being close to a ten point game, and like Arizona just walks it out through the end and slows it. And, and has Washington State struggling a little bit because of how good they are defensively. Yep, Arizona obviously a really good team, so that makes a lot of sense there. Which leads us to our game of the night, same time slot, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Purdue is a short three-and-a-half road favorite at Michigan. Another game where the total has moved a lot, this time the opposite direction of what I've picked. It, it, it blows my mind. I, I cannot explain this at all. I locked in over 149-and-a-half. My model makes this 152 now the total's down to 145 and a half. I don't know if this is a false move. I don't know if this is some funny money coming in, driving the under, and then now some sharps are going to come in and and bury that over. I, I, I don't know. I, I cannot even comprehend how you would take under in this slot. If you've been with us for any time, we've talked about this Purdue over for weeks now. I've been riding them to a lot of victories. The model is 12 and four on Purdue over edges. It will lose one day. Again, there is no lock. There is no... Right. We always talk about don't put don't put 20 percent of your bankroll in one game. Right. That's not good bankroll management. But with that said, I don't see any reason to stop riding this train. Purdue plays fast. They have a great offense and they have stretches where they forget how to play defensively. Michigan had a little bit more of a lower scoring game on the road against Penn State earlier in the week, but that's kind of an aberration. They don't tend to want to play that slow. They tend to not play those types of games. So. If you're thinking that Michigan's all of a sudden going to play this grinded out game just because of the last thing you saw against Penn State, I think you're misleading yourself. This game to me is a 77-73 type game. I think it easily gets to 150 points. Purdue obviously should win. The only question is do they win by more than three and a half? So, Jake, that is my question for you. Yeah, I, I really like this Purdue team. I went against a better judgment and took Illinois in the last game, and they really – made me pay for it, but yep. uh, they're just so good offensively, and they get you from every angle. You've got a projected top three pick now, Jaden Ivey, who's, you know, just can take over a game at will, 
and you've got the big guys they rotate in with uh, Williams and First and Gillis and Edie. And the way Gillis shoots the ball right now, he's been it's it's really tough because like I don't know who who you got you like okay we stop Ivy then they just throw it inside and kick it back out and they've got shooters around them so it's very tough especially on a Michigan team that's not very good this year they've just way underperformed they started to play a little better and then they dropped and then like they played better again but I mean last like in the last matchup of this team it took Hunter like Hunter Dickinson had to step way out because he. He disappears against physical big guys, so he was having to step out and hit threes and big time jump shots, and then and, and outrun um, Edie. So I think I don't think that gets happens again, and I think Michigan turns the ball over a little too much, and then here then Purdue is just going to bury them with the way they can shoot, especially if they get shots from like Eric Hunter and Thompson. When those guys are rolling, there's not much anybody can do. Yeah, and it's it's not it's not this simple, right? But you know, Michigan turns the ball over against Penn State. Penn State's got the ball, and they're like, oh, "We've got the ball," you know. <laughs> period. The end, right? Purdue gets a turnover, and they're like, "How fast can we score?" Right? And so yeah, it, 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 if we turn the ball over, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt their chances of winning, covering, and it's gonna help our over there. So uh, a lot to like there for the game of the night, which takes us into um, we'll call this overtime, right? We got a lot of little things here. I'm going to uh, give out all of the A plays of the day. I'm still gonna give you the A plus play here, but I'm gonna give out all the A plays in case you aren't looking at that sheet. Uh, just so uh, we're on record here. The A plays are starting to do well again, so I want to highlight all of them. I've got four A plays. The first one, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Merrimack, minus 5.5 versus Central Connecticut State. I like them to win uh, by 7, 8, something in that range. At 8 o'clock, Eastern, 7 Central, I've got St. Thomas, minus 7 versus North Dakota. So two favorites there that I'm writing. And then I'm writing a dog here at the 8 p.m. Central slot. Dixie State, plus Ten and a half versus New Mexico State. The model is two and zero on A or B picks of Dixie State, so I like that one to stay. Again, more I kind of like all three of those games to be about eight point games, right? Merrimack able to cover five and a half, St. Thomas able to cover the seven, and Dixie State able to cover plus ten and a half. And the A plus play of the day. The line that makes no sense to me whatsoever. 6 p.m. Central Coastal Carolina was a pick against Georgia State. Georgia State a little bit better of a team, but not by much. I mean, this is this should be Coastal Carolina minus two and a half, minus three is where this number should be. So Pickham absolutely blows my mind. Another thing to note that Georgia State's actually underperformed my number by about five points per game, which is a really large number. The Jake and I were talking about this pre pre show. The 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 largest team to underperform my numbers, IUPUI. I mean, they're so bad they're they're looking for walk-on tryouts or tweeting yeah. about it, right? Yeah, uh, that. That's only going to get worse because they're just going to start yeah. bringing in frat guys. Yeah, it, but but my numbers are updating throughout the year, so it, it, it's hard to consistently underperform. IUPUI is underperformed by seven and a half points, which is just a mind-blowing number. But Georgia State by five is also really large. Now, again, my numbers are updating, so I'm not. I don't think that this that Georgia State will underperform again by five points, but it's just saying the numbers moving the wrong direction for them uh, with regards to how well they're playing this year. So Coastal Carolina, A-plus play of the day there. We're sticking into a segment. If you watched our college football shows there in the fall, we had a fun talk me out of Clemson segment. We always talk about Clemson every week. You know, if you, if you follow college football, they were kind of disappointing up and down. Um, and somebody was kind of always on them and that kind of became a running gimmick. So I'm going to 
bring that back here. We're going to try a daily talk me out of segment. And of course, we're going to kick it off today with the same thing. Talk me out of Clemson. Jake, I've got a B pick on Clemson plus seven and a half. The model thinks it should be Duke minus five and a half. Now, now, Here's where I'm a little nervous. All right, here's where I'm a little nervous. The model is 0-5 on A or B fades of Dukes. The model has not done well going against Duke. But the numbers for Duke, the players individually, the team as a whole, really took a hit after that Monday performance against Virginia. I still think Duke wins, but I like all of those points. Jake, talk me out of Clemson and all those points. Like there's there's no way AJ Griffin has back to back terrible games, right? Like the way he's playing right now, he scored two points I think in the last game it was one of seven. I don't think that happens again. And if Coach K hasn't taken a bat to his team for allowing Apollo <laughs> to have one shot in the second half, then I mean he needs to retire because like that's unacceptable. You've got a top number, probably the number one draft pick going, and you, he gets one shot in the second half and you lose by one, like. That, that's that's the difference, and I mean Duke just from a stats wise, right? They're four and two as a road favorite, so they 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 travel well. They don't turn the ball over, and they play good defense. So that, I think that's why I think this gets up to ten fifteen range because they're going to come out angry. They're no longer asleep after that North, huge North Carolina win. Virginia woke them up, and I feel sorry for Clemson. All right, drop a comment. Let us know if you are sticking with the process, taking all the points with Clemson, or if Jake talked you out of Clemson. And then we're going to wrap up with our usual buzzer beaters here. I've got the best B-side, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Virginia Military, minus four. The model is six and one on A or B picks of VMI. They've been featured in this segment as the best B-side before. Got us the W. I like them to win by at least four tonight. Every dog has its day. Texas A&M Corpus Christi at 7 p.m. Central is plus 135 right now on the money line. That's a B pick. I like them to get the outright win as a road dog. I've enjoyed backing this New Orleans team. They've been uh, mostly a profitable team, but interestingly enough, they have underperformed my numbers this season. Texas A&M Corpus Christi has overperformed them. I think Texas A&M Corpus Christi can go out there and get us the W tonight. I like the plus odds in this and what's a coin toss type game, so you're getting a lot of value. Plug your nose and play them anyway. I've got at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, Portland State plus 10.5 as a B pick at Montana State. We got the win last time out in this segment with Portland. Now I'm going with their neighbors, Portland State. I think both Portland and Portland State have been relatively underrated this year. Neither one are very good, but neither one are quite as bad as the numbers have indicated. And so it's a lot of points there. I'll take all 10.5 of them with Portland State. And I've got, again, we'll, we'll call it a late afternoon tonight. I've got double overs for you. There are two games. 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central. I like the over on both. Both are TV. Flip back and forth and just root for points galore. I'm taking the over in Mount St. Mary's Wagner. It's 125, and I'm taking the over in William & Mary. That number is 138. I think points galore in these uh, 4 p.m. Central kind of late afternoon delight games. Like I said, flip back and forth, just root for points. Jake, what do you got for us on your buzzer beaters? I am riding the South Alabama team. They need this for comfort standings, and Little Rock is bad. So I think they cover the 15 and a half. Um, and then I, I really like this Ohio team. I think they're mad about what happened to them with Toledo because um, I dropped them down and like kind of iced them down in the second because now they've lost both to Toledo. So I think they're going to come out angry and, and really work this rough Central Michigan team. And then Appalachia State needs needs this to stay on top. Like, 
because Troy and Arkansas, second and third place, are only a game, a game and a half back. And uh, so I think Appalachian State has to have this. They're playing a not terrible team, but they're playing a worst, a worst team in their conference that are going to. Uh, and I think they cover the seven, uh, six and a half, seven points they need to stay in first and kind of keep that going. All righty. That is all we have for you today. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Remember, check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's games. Even until you get, click subscribe, we'll get you a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season. I mentioned this on Twitter. We're going to have a third man tomorrow. We're bringing on Cousin Jared from the College Football Podcast. So that'll be a lot of fun tomorrow's show. And then Saturday, we've got that live chat. So we're going to go through a few games and then open up the chat and talk about whatever games you want. So join us there. Make sure you're subscribed. That'll get you into the chat so that you can ask about games. We'll just shoot from the hip and tell you how we feel about them. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Until then, remember, you can eat your betting money. Please don't bet your eating money.